for no talk i'm neil and i'm abriana and this week's installment is going to be based around installment a quick, <laughs> a quick poll we had in our instagram story and it's going to be an episode focused on barbados and a bit of um the culture back home and how that so well that's kind of looked like over the past couple of years yeah i think this discussion spewed out of everything that's going on in the states and essentially all around the world at this point even toronto is having protests um with the black lives matter movement and almost like this next level that it's been taken to that it honestly should have never have gotten to this point but Mm -hmm. being there is better than not being there at all so I think it kind of spewed out of discussions that we were seeing other people have on social media regarding one, keeping each other accountable, but then also people in the Caribbean. There was a lot of talk about people being like, oh, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect us here in the Caribbean. Um, so why why should I do anything? Like, I don't need to sign anything. I don't need to donate. I don't need to be a part of this discussion anyways because that don't bother me. Like. Like it's not a direct problem for them. I don't live in the States, so what does that have to do with me? So I think that's where we're kind of pulling this from because we've seen a lot of people speaking out and trying to hold, I guess, West Indians on a whole, but specifically we've seen people trying to hold Bajans accountable to like, okay, we may not have instances of police brutality in Barbados necessarily, but racism still exists in Barbados and... Yeah the structures i guess you could call them that come out Mm -hmm. of it classism colorism all the isms those still exist as well so that's what we're diving into today i don't know if we're gonna get like a full if we're gonna essentially get to say everything that we need to say today but we should open that we could open that discussion at least yeah we'll open the door for it yeah i mean i feel like just to hop right in that <laughs> no small talk here yeah no I think people just have to be aware of the fact that even if it isn't presented the same way it's obvious it still exists or is prevalent in society and if you just take a moment because you know it might not be present in your day to day or you might not be conscious of it in your day to day but if you remove yourself from a situation and then try to reflect on it you can say okay yeah, this this kind of interaction seems kind of weird. Or the way that people speak about a specific place or their um, I guess experiences of going to there or being around there, you might say, or okay, not yeah, being allowed is, to go there, or, or that. that it might be, okay, yeah, this yeah. is this is kind of a, a weird um, interaction. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of time people think very secularly, or they're secular with their mindsets. And, and that's something that's like, I, th- has been normalized. Yeah. So a lot of the time you don't Indian even, thinking too. yeah, but you it's a even, global thing, obviously. But you don't even realize you're doing it and like, you might not want to be doing it, but. Yeah. It's kind of just like, you're, um, it's how your norm. surroundings have 
kind of bred you to think in a yeah. sense. Uh, I think racism in Barbados is obviously different because although um, we all both like the Caribbean and North America, basically the whole world experienced um, slavery, specifically though if you're talking about the Atlantic slave trade, we obviously branched off in slightly different ways and our history you know, it, it mirrors, but we had our own deviations. Um, but being that after we got, after slavery was abolished formally, um, you know, we, or black people, kind of went on to mostly remain in the Car- Caribbean. And in the US, for example, when slavery was abolished, they kind of just stayed in a country that they were still very much minorities. Um, in number and then obviously in the way they were treated. And I would say that we mirror the US in the sense that even if like, in the Caribbean, you might have where the majority of people are of African descent or clear African descent. Because I maintain that if you if your family was born in the Caribbean, I feel like I'm saying that really weird. <laughs> um, if you're born in the Caribbean, that somewhere along the lines, you have a little bit of everything in you. In a, in, in a sense, but Neil advocates for this religiously. I think there are a yeah. lot of people who are strongly opposed to this yeah. view. I mean, even if it's not every single been... person, but the majority of people have a little bit something. Like if you Just... go back far enough, you probably got, you know, you yeah, you highly likely <laughs> have um, Caucasian, um, probably Indian or Asian. You know what I mean? Like it's not just one or two things and. For the most part, you know, it might be a very small or just a one-off ancestor, because um, we can only chase that so far. But yeah, in my head, like that's if everybody kind of gets that mentality, then I feel like that will also be a step forward. But yeah, um, I feel like the racism mirrors that in the U.S. in that for a lot of the, a lot of the years, it was like you know, blackness um, was kind of frowned upon and. That's that's a holdover from slavery, um, obvious holdover, and I feel as though that minority mindset is kind of where the fact that it was allowed to live on, and even if it's presented differently, it still has an impact to this day in the Caribbean as well as in the U.S. In what ways, though? Like, what do you give an example? Just one example yeah, yeah, yeah. of like. Where no, you like, that. for example, like, you know, this whole, like, well, this probably a discussion that was happening before, but now that we were, at that point, we were, we were having these kind of discussions, or our generation is having this kind of discussion, it's like, you know, we could look back and say, yeah, um, when we were younger, you know, being darker was, like, really, like, oh, like, you know, you get a bit darker for me, example, like, in the mm-hmm. summer, outside playing all the time, you get a bit darker, you hear, oh, you're looking a little dark, you might go, um, come with the sun for a little bit or something like that, something, something that nature kind of makes you feel like, okay, that's interesting perspective. It's kind of like, it wasn't just from a place of, you know, you might get sunburned. It's kind of a place of, yeah. you get it too dark. Um, I maintain that I have a family member. She says mm-hmm. it out of love and, you know, bless her heart, but she always joked that, you know, red enough or whatnot. But like, just those small things that I'd be like, hmm, what is, where is this coming from? Or what is this really trying to say to me? If you really think about it, um, it's kind of just how the culture had held over, like, Around the world, Europe, well, England was the main um, enslaver <laughs> around the globe. You can just get out, get out in the open. 
and because of that a lot of eurocentric beauties uh, eurocentric beauty is kind of the standard um or was the standard and I, th I still maintain it probably is like the majority or the main thing i feel like we're getting much more diverse now and as we move forward you know we have to continue being diverse but that's such like a strange word in itself by the way i feel like people eurocentric no diverse like i mm. think people throw that around very willy-nilly to be quite fair at least up here i don't think it's used as frequently or flagrantly. yeah or in the same regard in barbados but yeah mm -hmm. that's a weird word anyways continue i feel like up here though i feel like i'm segueing a lot i feel like up here like you just you just going on you're giving us a history lesson i don't mind <laughs> i can sit down i don't need to talk because of the culture of canada i think we mentioned this in the last episode and their history um, they're at a point now where they kind of have to own up to it and I think there's still a long way to go on that front as well but they're just kind of open to the fact that yeah um, we really mistreated the people that used to that were here first the indigenous persons mm -hmm. um, are still mistreated today and I think this diversity the push that is coming from it because it's become more um, in the forefront it's a more public problem at least to me, because as I said, we were only here for a couple of years, so we wouldn't have been aware from it before then, because it was like nothing that you would have just seen online to say, oh, this is a fact about Canada kind of thing. Yeah, because they don't um, push it. It's not It's yeah. not something that's important to them. So now that I think that, that it's, it's gaining traction or these injustices are continuing to come to light, and it's like, why is this still, why is this still happening? Like, why are people so demented um, in the persecution of these people? Yeah. Um, so I think that's why that diversity is being pushed a lot more now and, and especially like if you look at how um, everyone is being more open and accepting of different beliefs be it cultural um, religion or just like um, the more like gender fluid persons as well I think that in that sense like of the acceptance like Canada is definitely more progressive than back home but we know that for sure. I still, I still know <laughs> that the point that, or the fact that I, Barbados is getting better. I mean, if you look back at a lot of the laws in the Caribbean, it was illegal to um, to have sexual relations with someone of the same sex. But even if like some of those laws from colonialism are still in place, like they're not necessarily enforced. So they're not enforced, to my knowledge, um, at least in Barbados. But yeah, I mean, if you look at Jamaica, for example, they're much more, um, less progressive in that kind of thinking than Barbados. And yeah. Even as a kid, like, when we were growing up, I feel like it was really, like, something that was cried down upon, and it was kind of, it was a very weird time looking back, because you didn't know, um, or you weren't really aware as a child, like, how hurtful these things were, or the implications because all that stuff that's here learned. That were happening. It's yeah. all learned. Like you so, get you know, taught that kind of stuff. That's why I maintain, it. like, no matter where you were, like, there are certain positives and negatives that you will probably um, will will be ingrained in you, and the challenge then is to as you grow up and you experience new things to challenge your mentality and like, okay, maybe this is wrong or this is a better way to go about such and such. But yeah. Slight monologue. Done your history session? Session? Um, I kind of want to hop back, but then I feel like it'll, it'll get confusing, <laughs> so you, you continue. <laughs> oh my gosh, Neil likes history. I don't... Mm, I'm not really... 
it's important, but like, I don't, mm, doesn't resonate with me necessarily. And that's just history on a whole. That's not even like a specific specific history. It is what it is. Like, it can't, it literally can't change. So, I don't, I'm not drawn to it as much, but. Well, it can't change, but it could be misrepresented. I'll just say that, you know, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Okay, I'm going to segue back before he gives us another history lesson. We appreciate the first one. Let's let's not do number two in the same episode. <laughs> um, we, you said something, and now it's completely slipping my mind what I wanted to link it back to. Um, oh, it was about being, going out in the summer and then being mm, told, oh, you're getting dark, whatever. Yeah. And... That being well, a negative, yeah, um, it's and the older generations just pushing it because it's all they know that lighter is essentially better, and just the whole discussion around the color of your skin, yeah, and colorism in Barbados, and how that I think ties more into the racism that we see mm-hmm. in Barbados. Or at least that we've been exposed. Well, at least that I've been exposed yeah, and, to. In in the experience. Um, in Barbados, living there for most of our lives, um, I feel like, from a personal standpoint, I can agree with that. From going, from, <laughs> from going from a private school, in primary school to a public school for all of my secondary school years. Um, I definitely experienced that when I got to secondary school that everybody was just so in awe with my skin, my hair, everything about me because I was lighter than everybody else. And I was kind of just like, that was so new for me because in primary school, like, exactly. And in primary school, like my friend group, everybody was a different color. Everybody looked different. Like, I wasn't accustomed to this. Oh my gosh, you stand out so much. Like, who are you? What is this kind of thing? And I was like, whoa, where is this coming from? And throughout the years, like, that weird obsession was still there. And then at some point, it would turn into, like, not really a negative thing, but kind of something that you were obviously different. So it was something easier for people to pick out. And then all those terms that I didn't... um, I didn't classify it as derogatory back then, but I did a, when I was like, maybe a couple of years ago, I did a piece on like being termed light skin, not termed light yeah, skin, because I am light skin, of lighter skin complexion, but just everything around that and like terminology, like reds and all those things that like, no, it crawls my skin because the whatever is backing it up like the reason behind you thinking that word and using those kind of terms and stuff like that is not good it's not okay and that's not just for me that's mainly from looking at somebody who's darker than me and who is being put Mm -hmm. down because they're darker so I'm being praised for having lighter skin and somebody else with darker skin is being told, yeah. Be better. Yeah. Not good enough. Exactly what you said, where you would go outside in the summer, get darker, and you have probably yeah. family members that are telling you, 
so maybe you should ease <sighs> off of that a bit kind of thing um yeah i feel like that's where there are probably mm-hmm. other instances that maybe i've like blocked out where not directly but indirectly i've experienced or seen been witness to some type of racism of Barbados, but that's like I think all of it just stems out of colorism because yeah. I am lighter. So I guess I feel like this school point we could segue into that, but I'm just gonna hop into the whole colorism thing. Like what I've been seeing on Twitter recently, I'm just gonna insert this now because it's relevant. So I come from a family, um on my mom's side of family you know, they consider themselves black, obviously, and they are, but, like, I'm one of the darker people, and I'm not dark-skinned, really, or, like, you know, you wouldn't look at me and say, oh, yeah, this person's dark-skinned, you know, um, yeah, anyways, for me, if we just, like, because we were on Twitter, I was going through Twitter, and I see somebody said, well, somebody with lighter skin shouldn't really input, they should sit back and just listen to this, or this, um, they should not answer this discussion, yeah, they were basically saying that right now the discussions that are being had and the stories that are being told skins. from people that are hurt are from people with mm-hmm. darker skin. Okay, you might be black, but you have lighter yeah. skin. Now it's not your time. You know, like to a certain degree, I, if it was worded better or, you know, just said with a bit more common sense, I would I would say, okay, continue. <laughs> But how could you not realize that these same ways of this same way of thinking is what has held over for the last four hundred years and has caused such segregation between the black communities? Like it makes no sense. You literally are isolating us and then saying, "Let's still try to move forward." How are you going to move forward if you t- if you're taking a whole group of the community and saying you and your experiences are irrelevant? That literally makes no sense. Like you realize how that has been ingrained and now you're reversing it and using it to isolate others like if you really sat back and think yeah, and, and kinda... took a, a second to think about it i mean okay i get it that um darker skinned persons have you know taken a brunt of at least more physical um abuse but you know the mental mental abuse is definitely, definitely. there too but you can't like completely just discount what somebody else has um has undergone, especially somebody that's like literally in. It's not like you know, some just like I'm gonna say, yeah, I stand with you guys as an ally and I support your cause, even if I don't like directly receive this kind of racism. But you're talking to somebody that's yeah, um, identifying as a black person, even if they're mixed or their their features are are more Eurocentric. How are you gonna say, yeah, your your um your experiences? your challenges whatever suffering you might have had it is irrelevant because you're not darker skin and i feel like that just makes a whole section just shut up and not give their input uh, how can we be progressive <laughs> or want to move forward are we employing these tactics and letting the same mentality live on that was living for more than 400 years it, it gets me irate and like my mom <laughs> It's, it's taking a is, step back. You want to take a step forward and you're taking a step but back. But, like, see somebody you consider red skin. She has had her challenges. I I don't think anybody has the right to tell me whether that she can't come up and say what she feels or voice her opinions or, like, the challenges she's had. So I feel like if you think about that, because I know for a fact that somebody 
somewhere in your family later on you or you were considering like so for you to say that well this person doesn't have the right to talk about it bring their discussion or their voices to the table that's just idiotic to me and it just makes no sense so whenever somebody <laughs> says that in my head i'm like this person's an idiot or this person needs to um <laughs> it's not funny because i admit this person like they're not thinking about it like that so like this person needs to have a discussion and then you know we can say okay if this person's an idiot because i don't want to just fret out somebody for being um for not thinking as deep as i may have think I've thought about it or looking at it from my perspective but like yeah i feel like when somebody just says that some kind of thing and then just shuts down somebody on twitter like that i'm like if you really thought about it like you you, you really kind of just isolating and making it harder for us to move forward as a community a lot of the things that are happening with these discussions though as you literally just said on twitter all of this is happening behind a screen so i think somebody is so much more you've there's more autonomy in your decision yeah. to tweet something like that and put something like that face. out there because you know you're not saying it to somebody's yeah. face exactly i i completely agree with what you said i do find it funny because i consider myself to be those people that need to take a step back and sit down and i completely i can agree with that because i do understand that there's even if you have had similar experiences or you've had literally the same exact experience as somebody with darker skin i still believe because literally the same way how racism is operating that it's literally based Mm -hmm. off the color of your skin i believe there is irrespective of experience a level of privilege that comes because your skin is lighter and your hair has a different texture and it's it doesn't have coils or it's not as kinky there's and that's just that's how the system this system has been formed that because your skin is not as dark your hair is not as curly whatever the case is there's Mm -hmm. a level of privilege and i i i can get that but like it's not the same for everybody but and i really don't think the wholesale discount of what somebody might have to say or their own challenges because you might say yeah this person don't look as quote-unquote black as me but i feel like up to this point we were pushing this whole movement where black comes in all shades and colors though and yeah you should love your blackness no matter how dark no matter how light so then all of a sudden now 10 years later five years later we're going back to the same (laughs) like if this system has persisted 400 years and it is something that's shackless and held us back why are we down there continuing to do that but a token to that i would add is that you might say yeah this person doesn't look as black as me or yeah this person's definitely you know they make for something else to somebody else that's completely outside our race they might say oh yeah this person just black oh yeah this person's black. you know what i mean like it's not to say like yeah, yeah everybody yeah, yeah. else is seeming like this because even if you have some resemblance to a black person some that don't that's that's that little thing yeah somebody's gonna look, yeah, at, look at you and say okay just, yeah somebody's not doing yeah, all that little minuscule categorizing and putting you in these yeah i think that speaks very much on point to at least my experience living in barbados for my entire life and then coming up here in barbados i was labeled as x and then as soon as i came up here there was no <laughs> well I, okay let me rephrase that barbados it was like i could have been x y and z and then i come up here 
and I was just I was just X. Like there was no there was no oh you're this you're that. We we there was another tweet that we saw where somebody was comparing like the difference in how mixed people or light skinned people are viewed in Barbados versus how they're yeah. viewed in like a North American setting. And we were kind of discussing it because like obviously we have that same experience and we could see that for ourselves. Me personally, as I just said, like in Barbados it is a bit more there people dig yeah. more into the whole aspect of colorism and will pick at things like that. Like, oh I'm lighter, I I can speak dialect, but I don't mm-hmm. speak dialect all the time. So I speak white. Um, I have a loose curl pattern. I I live in a nice neighborhood. All these little things that they pile together to throw you in this box of, oh yeah, she's probably black. Her she probably has whatever in her, but look at how she looks. That box. Yeah. Whereas you come out here and like. <laughs> nobody ain't got time to do all that little digging around all the little oh so so what about this so what about that like they see you and it's yeah. literally just this box oh of no you belong here yeah there's no pick and choose and all that yeah, kind of I stuff mean, no kind of segue um onto another point oh yeah oh, that's, that's where i was, I was gonna, gonna dig go into the school thing oh, like, like, go. <laughs> oh wow are we on no the same chance. wavelength um, no way yeah <laughs> Like uh, another point of socialization or what people use to cat- categorize you is your schooling. And be it, you know, okay, yeah, you went to a private school, so you must have money. If, yeah, yeah, it is Barbados. And we're speaking of Barbados, um, by the way. Or then it's like, okay, you went to public <laughs> school, mm, depending on where you went, that might mean something else. Are you. I've, I was raised yeah. in my community, like, it's just a normal community, you know, like, normal like middle class ish low probably like low middle class middle middle class maybe i don't really consider it like an affluent community or you know like i come i definitely don't come from a rich family but i don't consider myself to come from a rich family but you know i went to a quote-unquote top school so then because of that obviously um the whole not stigma but kind of like a reverse stigma okay you went to you went to this school, what does that mean? Or yeah. what does this mean for your How social How do you socialize? And, and you know, to a certain extent, being like, yeah, I feel like being, going to the school I went to, it definitely changed, like, you know, who I would have been around in my formative years because you'd be, you'd be probably high out people. Like, my closest yeah. friends I went to school with, basically. Because um, I was at that institu- institution for seven years, like, my whole adolescence, basically. So... Obviously, that has an impact on your, on your socialization, but that doesn't necessarily mean that just because you went yeah. to one of these top schools, quote unquote, that you're you're white or you're um you're rich. Yeah, I don't think et cetera, it defines but, those. I don't know what to call them. I call them structures. Is I feel like I feel like um it definitely like I I get why people. And why that whole stigma exists. Yeah, that's just a whole other discussion about like, schools. that whole entrance level but, examination yeah. and how that process works and zoning and all that kind of stuff. But I agree. Mm-hmm. The, I think the interesting to that, though, I think like back in the day, you weren't allowed to say, because like for us, when we did the exam, you could choose to go to a school yeah. that wasn't in your quote unquote zone. And I mean, I kind of, in my head, I could kind of, draw my own reason like, okay maybe this is why you have it in zone so yeah 
So you are, it is very weird to be honest because the, the island is so small. Like, it's not to say like you have to travel from one end to the next and it would take like four hours. It takes literally one hour, probably. Using a but, vehicle. Um, yeah, definitely or not walking. Or public transport. Yeah, we not, um, we not <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, by, by That's foot. also speaking but, from um, a point of privilege that I feel like we've both had that that's true too we're obviously grateful for that's true too because i mean i remember when i was segueing again sorry i remember when i was really young going to not elementary but basically elementary we call it reception and something else but i didn't like my mom used to drive me to that like we used to get public transport um and obviously you have family members that drive or whatever so at some point you would get a little drop or whatever but for the most point or most part, I remember taking the public transport to us. That's actually probably the most I've ever... I don't know if I took it that often, but I still remember having taken it there. And that's probably the most I've taken public transport in Barbados, to be honest. But, like, as you said, that could be another privilege. Um, and, you know, I saw someone talking about how not a lot of people, especially, like, in more rural, rural areas, have this readily access to such transport. And it got me thinking, I wouldn't have thought about that. So that's just, that's just an example of how hearing from another perspective, it just like broadens your whole horizon. And it's like, oh, okay, this is fair. Like, you know, you might interact with somebody that might not have a car, mm-hmm. but it does not say they can't get around. I think that's the interesting somebody. thing about um, at least the public school system, because I think in the private school system, because the fees mm-hmm. are so ridiculous, there's... It's almost like you have to be a certain type of person or you have to, to have to Yeah, you have to have the monetary funds to be able to facilitate that and just based off of assumption. Yeah, if you if you have the funds to pay for that, you probably have a car and you probably live yeah. in X area and your parents probably have yeah. relatively good jobs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But going back to what I was saying before, you know, that's why I was thinking that the zoning kind of is a thing because I think it gives it gives um not precedent it gives a bit precedent, yeah, yeah. precedence or because you're going to so school like you, you could go to school specific, with people that are just like yeah, yeah you're you just all ordinary continue. people yeah um or if you're going to school in a specific zone already then you 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 get a chance to stay with the same people or whatever but at the same time I'm thinking that. If you have those issues with transport, it allows you to get, like, you know, your foot in your door first to say, yeah, this group of people in this community kind of get the first bite at this place because more of these people will be able to say, yeah, this is my first choice or this is one of my top choices because they have the slots to accommodate it. Whereas I think you had, like, two choices that were free reign and then the rest of them were based on where you were. So, like, in my head, now, if I'm stuck in a specific place and I can't get transport, having free access, quote-unquote, to, like, all these places around me once you get the grades or whatever <laughs> that like yeah because that's a whole nother th- problem or thing but like that in a sense i feel like that's a hold over because yeah it, it was just it, the intention was probably to allow for people to go to schools that were more convenient to them but at the same time it's kind of like how the u.s is um, organized you know like uh, the reason so many black communities are being hit by the pandemic is because of where they are and the different 
injustices yeah, and they face based on their location those, yeah, um so you know like certain areas of the island might have a different look or as a general as a general um if you take a step back and don't look into it like too much or whatever because obviously different communities in saint michael are different different communities in Saint you find that in every single parish yeah yeah so but at the same time you know like you know certain areas might have a look to them and and then these areas might then say okay we already pretty well off and then we have a first-hand grasp at these quote-unquote top schools you know what i mean because you may live right next to the top school and then on top of that you have the resources to try to get anywhere you want and get extra schooling or whatnot because i feel like a big part of at least for me for primary school that last year before the exam like a lot of teachers or at my school at least you had a they would do a lot of extracurricular classes to try to prepare for mm-hmm. it which is interesting in a sense the fact that you have to do all these extracurriculars to, to take an exam that you're supposed to be prepared for the last like 10 years <laughs> is low-key a joke let's not even start we you talked about a lot sorry kind of like <laughs> the, um top schools and like how how those are viewed mm-hmm. in Barbados um if you go to a top school or just like the type of people like you could be sitting in a class I've been seeing a lot of people sharing their stories going from a private school and then you're going you go to a public school and you get into one of those said top schools mm-hmm. and you're not with anybody that you necessarily went to school with or you might be in a like in a class with nobody that lives near you or yeah, whatever yeah. the case is because like, it kind of just splits up everything yeah it's a complete array of people and i think it's interesting when we start to discuss and what a lot of people have been talking about every now and again and i've had conversations with my family about this mm-hmm. um the this I don't know what to call it um the injustice that is set up by Mm. people in power and the people that are running these institutions that are supposed to be setting us up for further um, opportunities of education the people that are running these institutions and that, that we're supposed to respect and be in positions of power are literally perpetuating this ideal of racism and this ideal of colorism, essentially, mm-hmm. because it also boils down into that um, that we've been discussing this whole time that lighter is ultimately better, whether that means you're mixed or you're white or mm-hmm. you're of some other ethnicity that is not black essentially and you are not visibly darker than somebody else in and it's specifically what we see and we both experience this and at least my sibling is experiencing Mm. this now and i'm always talking to him about it because he was seeing it for himself that teachers pick on black students and specifically black boys but also black girls um and try to create this narrative of what their hair is supposed to be mm-hmm. out 
in its natural state but essentially taking it out of its natural state because the natural state of a black student's hair is unacceptable but the body sitting on next to you who is mixed or who is white or who is of indian descent whatever the case is once it's not black once their mm-hmm. hair is not kinky don't have coils that person can have hair in their natural state in their natural state that's visibly oh. longer yeah. than yours visibly longer than yours but and it's okay it's okay because it doesn't look untidy mm-hmm. because the it, you know like what the what? sad thing is like so at my school i try not to call names but we went so that was a very much i was in an all boys class the first one at my school so that was a whole other kind of room so i was actually a very um don't I, go I too deep. yeah i don't get too deep but you know i could have I, I could have really had a a horrendous teenager. <laughs> I faced a lot of prejudice at my school just before I was in an all boys class and we were viewed as being real G. But anyways, to re- in regards to the hair thing, and a lot of the, well, not only here, just in uniform standards. Um, we had right, a let's, couple. Let's not start with hair. Start with hair. I can start with sandals first. Oh my All gosh, right. this kid is jumping everywhere. The people that inform these sort of policies at my school. You would say, don't think, yeah, this person, this is a black person. Yeah, you think that person wants to this. stand up for you. And no, like, not even that. You would think, well, sorry, that, that too. But you would think that they would at least try like to push for equality. But they're just, the system, they're so ingrained in this backwards thinking that it makes sense to them that they don't see a problem with what they're doing. You would debate them on it, you get intention. You don't even, like, quarreling with them. You're just saying, my hair is not even two inches. Because... Mm-hmm. We had a teacher that would come around with a ruler and one pull your hair at the top of it. It's not two inches long. Mm-hmm. Or it's two inches long and drop it. And I feel as though that... Your hair is not laying even, flat. Yeah, you would, you, would, you would then go and say, okay, well, look at this person. You would call a specific name and yeah. say, well, this person here is visibly more than two inches long. And this time you got shrinkage. So you hear it's yeah, not even two exactly. inches. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Your hair is visibly... From the root and it ain't two inches. Visibly longer than yours. But anyways... But um, no. Yeah, yeah. So like, zip it. Even like, with that, like we're here. That. I had a classmate. He had like four, or five. Years. He, he actually comes. He went. To, <laughs> he was actually a pretty chill guy still. But he went to um a festival and he came out with his hair tight dyed, from the paint because it was a it was a paint festival. Yeah. And he went to school normal. I think he dyed it slightly, but you, you could still tell that it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was not the natural color. And his hair is brilliant, man. He got like four because in here normal yeah. at school. And it was no okay. Problems. Friendly class, you know, no problem. And I feel like girls experienced that too, where, and somebody spoke about it. I saw a post about it where girls of lighter skin complexions and who have thinner hair textures can get away with dyeing their entire head, not just mm. like highlights mm. and yeah. like little like things to accentuate it. Like the ends being in trouble. Exactly, but like trouble girls can get away with literally dying their entire head and as mm-hmm. soon as a black student wants to do it a it's a problem it's and a these are as, as we're saying like we know that, that barbados is predominantly black like in these institutions these teachers mm-hmm. that are telling you uh-uh don't do that they're black and they're literally like going against everything that you know you're in your mind and 
trying to push that whole systemic yeah. and then idea you feel like quote unquote top school you would think this person is not critical thinking because not even that whole... like that that just goes into the whole top school <laughs> dilemma of like like what makes a teacher at a top school any better yeah. than a teacher it's funny at though because a I regular remember, school i remember when i did the conventions my dad would always tell me you know it's not whatever school you go to is where you do because mm-hmm. my parents never went to a traditional top school um but i would consider my, my dad did teacher. and he my still mom, told me that <laughs> <laughs> my mom's is one was a little genius, but um, I feel like for me, obviously, a situation in a situation the curse can be stacked against you, but at the end of the day, it's kind of what you make of it, and that's obviously easier said than done. Um, now I went to a top school, I ended up in a class that was the most hated class every year for five years straight. You keep picking on this. It's just a, it's just, it's just a part of my history. Oh my god! I don't actually don't, I don't dwell on it on a day to day basis or on a year to year basis. Just, just yeah. kind of know. But no, like, even with that, like, you know what I mean? Like that has its own challenges. You still kind of make the most of it. Um, you know, being an all boys class, you would end up playing a bit more than you probably would have if you weren't in an all boys in that kind of environment on a. Yeah, most. that's just that's. So I feel like how you know. Humans are. Yeah, you kind of you obviously the cards can be stacked against you and. Mm-hmm. It, it in one situation like my situation may not be the most unfair obviously like I'm not saying that but I'm just saying you know sometimes you just gotta dig deeper and push through but yeah I think the schooling that's we don't talk about it or we don't look at it always but I think that's always um because a, it's hard a, yeah because at that age like who as you said you would you would talk back to the teacher and tell the teacher but so yeah, and so, weight, your voice is like exactly because who are you to be talking about to a teacher at that age? And that's why I had not to explain it to my brother, but I mm. reinforced it with my brother because he was sitting on in his class. He understands his position in the class in terms of what he looks like, and his year head or whoever it was a year or two ago, well, whenever this happened, it was mm-hmm. in the past, um, pulled him up for his hair being too long and telling him he needs a haircut, whatever. And he he realized in that moment, it was him and a couple other boys, and I believe the other boys were darker than him. Bear in mind, anybody that knows this, that knows what I look like, like if you mm-hmm. don't know what my brother looks yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. looks like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he understood i can't remember how the discussion came up but we were talking about it and he was he was mad that she like obviously pulled him aside and was like your hair needs cutting because in his mind like his hair is okay mm-hmm. now everybody else that got pulled up was like what's wrong with my hair like really you're just picking yeah. at me for the sake of and i had to explain to him like the weird position that he was in because mm-hmm. of his identity i was like you have to understand that as somebody that is mixed you have a lighter hair texture and as a result you can get away with not having to cut your hair as often or not being Mm. pulled up as often as your friend whoever because obviously he has friends that are darker than him and have different hair textures to him yeah i was like you can get pulled up more often they can get pulled up more often because their hair is different to yours and you're gonna get away with it because you're lighter and because your hair texture is different 
So I get that you're upset right now, and I get that it's annoying that you might just feel the woman picking on you, whatever the case is, but I want you to, like, take a step back mm-hmm. and understand the privilege you have in this situation. And it wasn't really me schooling him yeah, because so he already understood. Sense, yeah. Like, uh, you had to really say it. Because he knew what was going on. He was exposed to it. He's sitting, he's sitting on in a class. He's going to a top school, <laughs> quotation marks. Um, and he's sitting on in a class with people that are lighter than him, people that are darker than him, people that are the same skin complexion as him, but have different hair types. So he, he understands. These are all things that are pushed on you and are learned, and you yeah. are taught to believe that apples and oranges equal whatever. This is not something that you... Yeah, I come up like the womb knowing. So he's sitting down there and he knows. He knows what's going on. It yeah, was just for me to be much, like, okay, let me let me remind you. Let me let me remind you and and like give some context because these things are not taught about in schools. No, I like it's that. not. And if your parents aren't explicitly sitting on and telling you, or you're not watching the right types of things or reading the right types of resources to tell you. Mm-hmm. this is how it works but this is what you're being told it it's kind of hard you might you might get lost and I always I honestly feel like a lot of the times like that's where the divide comes of like who is yeah. outlandishly it's racist subtle. and who might be s- subconsciously doing be it and like yeah, be completely not even noticing it. yeah no I think that's the last way I maintain that I mean, even if you look at the way society is structured, that's uh, very much a callback to the way it was structured 400 years ago. So, I mean, the reason these things were is because they were so well ingrained. So, you know, it didn't, it's not just holding, it's not, yeah, it's not there just There was nothing to holding, question it. There was yeah, no, not there was no counter. Because we enjoy it. It's just... Kind of what a lot of people just know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something too that I'm grateful um, to have had the opportunity to spend uh, some of my lifetime away from Barbados to then really take a, another look at it from a different, a completely different perspective. Like, hmm, why do we do things like this? Why, why, why do we tackle this problem in such a complex and unnecessarily difficult way? For um, added context, in Barbados, um, at schooling all the schooling levels you were uniform up until i think like college university so that's why it was such a big deal like yeah your hair tries to quote unquote look the same even though my um two inches of hair length might not look the same as yours or my hair after three weeks might not look the same yes. as yours etc etc um but i mean i feel like after a certain time in that kind of scenario like, i learned how to kind of you know finesse it and try to try to make my best out of it but at the same time it's like not everybody can do this, you know, not everybody can get away with trying to quote unquote cheat the system. But, yeah. I mean, I feel like really if we want to m- see that change happen, like, we have to make that change and continue to push for it if you really want it to be a case that our gen- the generations um, coming from us get to live in a world. Yeah, that's, that's where it's gonna, that's yeah. where they halt will come and that's where people because our generation is being shaken up right now the generations before us they they almost kind of long gone like people now are trying to tell you okay talk to your 
talk to the people in your yeah. family, talk to your elders, explain to them like why this is not okay and why this should be how it is and that kind of stuff. But I think our generation is gonna be the one to lead the generations to come following us down a different kind of path and a different you know, understanding. You know, 100%. I feel like if we don't step up to that plate or at least try to take on that. If you don't you step up. You really just, yeah. You can't expect shots. anything to change if you don't really. It hasn't changed. It's Obviously, there's been progress, but, you know, the change that we want to see or the change in the 1800s when slavery was abolished, we thought, yeah, or it refused from now that really happened you know mm-hmm. what I mean so if you really want that seemed like yeah that was the like the top tier yeah at that point in time that was like the cream of the crop that was the best thing like slavery got abolished and they were like well really they got a two year a couple year refractory period where you can still be firmly a slave because we can't just offset these people but anyways um yeah I feel as though that changed I you really if you really want to see it happen we really got a to play and not just be aware but also educate others because that's the only way it can happen like what you see now is like a lot of people <laughs> we can need to have a whole nother dilemma on that because people have been everybody mm. has their own perspective on that one on the education element and whether it's black people's responsibility mm. to educate others or to share the resources and to let people know like here this is what it is or if we're at the stage where allies just need to do their mm-hmm. own work by themselves but we're no, not going to no, dive no, into no. that now because that's just like talking about... a whole different thing but i agree education yeah. period like, i'm not saying needs to you got to teach saying, like, education just needs to happen you know what i mean like, somewhere somehow and everybody might go about it a different way but that's what it i is. think a lot of it is also the the self accountability part, like knowing like yes, this needs to change, but taking it back, I mean, like what do I need to change, or what needs to change within me, and how I take up space in the world, and how I interact with others, and how I carry myself ultimately. Like as much as you might want to change other people, and you'll be seeing other people, and you want to like tell them pull up, mm-hmm. like fix up that kind of stuff like you also need to take that step back and be like what do i do that is perpetuating this stigma that we've been continuously perpetuating for too long now last part of our discussion for today is something that we took off of twitter that was kind of a yeah a huge popular among our generation a couple like earlier this week a couple days ago um, a couple of days ago from when we're f- recording yeah, this, yeah, not from when we're ha, posting ha, this, ha. Um, it was a discussion regarding if it's okay to white. Well, the person there was a lot of rebuttals. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna say mm-hmm. the situation the that was posed and then put give my opinion on it. So it was basically that it's not okay, or why is it fair? that a white business owner in Barbados should hire their family member, their immediate family member, to hold a managerial position at their company that they own um, instead of 
outsourcing and possibly hiring a person of color or a black person in Barbados who actually has the credentials and the qualifications for said position. And the person was essentially posing that that was a form of racism within Barbados and that it essentially needs to stop and that that's not okay. And people came for the person and were like, what are you talking about? Does that make sense? And I talked about it with a friend and at least my perspective is I think it perpetuates the ideals behind racism in Barbados in terms that, in the sense that the white population in Barbados is, I think people have been saying 5% of the population in Barbados, but they still own and operate majority of corporate Barbados and are the biggest names in terms of where the money goes and flows in Barbados. So even though it is perpetuating that idea of how wealth is distributed within Barbados and that is as a form of racism um, because of the structures that have been in place for years now, I don't think it's overtly racism. I think it is Mm. definitely a form of nepotism um, because yeah. why not like look for somebody else rather than just handing mm-hmm. it to your child or your or your nephew or your niece or whoever? But is 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 it difficult? Who's to tell them not to do that? A lot of people. You go. <laughs> Throwing the ball. It's a you. difficult um, intersection because it is a privately owned business. Um, yeah. For me, obviously, nepotism can occur in different factions but when i usually think of like nepotism you know i usually think okay yeah somebody in a public institution use misusing their power but obviously it could happen in different um faces but oh yeah that was we should have prefaced that, that this is a this is a business in the private sector like this is i feel privately like owned. apparently the person had some sort of um, accreditation now it might not have been the highest level, but at least it has something in the field. It looked like I can't remember if it was related, but mm-hmm. for me, like if I was in that kind of scenario, I feel like no, this is not a small business. But like for a small business, you can rely on family and friends for that kind of support because you don't necessarily have the capabilities to say yeah, they would hire X Y Z. So yeah, it's, it's a hard it's a hard inter- inter- exactly. intersection because on one hand, you know, a small business owner might say yeah, I want my children to grow up and take all this from me. Um, you know, ideally, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So you know, ideally, like, is a case like, where you're not just giving this to somebody that didn't work for it at all. But you know, you can give them a little push and say, "Hey, try and try and further. Um, why don't you looking to see how um how wood logging might 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 take might might take off in another country, or how we could take this to a different mm-hmm. sector completely and push this to another level. Don't just yeah. say, "Hey, um." My chill at home doing nothing and getting this, but at the same time, it it's hard to say because it is a privately owned business. So I can't say, don't do this. If it it would have been worse, let me say, if it was like he was in a public institution and all of a sudden, his his um whoever family member was because I can't remember the relation, she she went yeah. Like like the kind yeah. of nonsense Trump like all these, doing, whole Trump, all these random son things, in law, like, this body and the next body just be working for him and in mm-hmm. that instance, like even if the person is 
like has a foot in that industry you know what i mean they're kind of like so for example his son was an accountant and he wanted to be some head accountant in the government even if he like he would have to be very qualified because yeah. you know, i don't look sketch to me for me to sit down and say oh yeah i can put somebody yeah. that i know in this position i want to make sure the person can hold them weight though because at the same time people can look at that, look at that and say you know what I mean? you want yeah you, you want to it's put your business that you want so. just let it's your a, business it's a, flop it's a very weird so, and fine line between the two of like you know wanting to just support a business um with homegrown hands in a sense or whatever but yeah i feel like you shouldn't mm-hmm. you shouldn't you shouldn't just automatically discount or say yeah this person can't get a chance you know what i mean but different yeah. different people like I, like i said is a privately owned business so it's hard to say yeah definitely i my i but i don't think my opinion is going to change unless somebody come and give me extra information about the situation as far as i'm concerned like it's nepotism Mm -hmm. at its finest is it outright racism i don't think so is it perpetuating racism and how wealth is distributed through racism in Barbados definitely like for sure no doubt but if my father on a business and (laughs) I'm not doing squat or he just needs the help and like I if it's something that can be learned or or, we don't know if you had it's a coaching it's a coaching opportunity for sure I honestly feel like it's only gotten so much traction or the reason why people will feel so passionate about how that situation unfolded is because exactly that that like it's mm-hmm. that entire structure five percent of Barbados's population is white they control everything in corporate Barbados with all these big mm-hmm. names like you know who they are the interesting like, people thing. don't believe me when I come out here and I'm like I know all I know all the Bajans up like, here like that's sh- yeah. That's what it is. We're allowing it to continue, yeah, but we're allowing it. Like, there's nothing. Nobody's been able to like mm. put their foot in the door yet, and be like, "All right, hold on." I mean, if you look back at history, I think just to end this off, you get kind of lengthy. The um, yeah, it's a valid history yeah, lesson part two. Valid discussion, anyways. But after um slavery was abolished you saw a lot of, like peasant farming and what that was was ex-slaves went on to have their own um farm operations and yeah the collection of all these little farm operations put the bigger ones that were trying to still survive completely out of out of work so you know what i mean like not to say that you should be excluding persons or anything of that nature because i think if you want to be included properly then we should continue to push inc- inclusivity. But, you know, as mm-hmm. if you like, I saw something saying that black women in America were the fastest growing on uh, entrepreneurs or something like that, something of that nature. So, I mean, if you um if you start, you know, your own little business, not saying perpetuate nepotism or just do it, because that, that is, that's just going to re- repeat a cycle and not allow us to really move forward in a progressive way. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, give give that opportunity. Basically, what's happening in Barbados? Deserve it, and don't just say, "Well, yeah, this person, this person just qualified immediately," or don't look at somebody and say, "Well, yeah, I don't really want this person to represent my brand," or you know what I mean? Because 
I feel like even I spoke about this with somebody two years ago last time at home. We were seeing a lot of ads from Barbados. It might have been you, Abiano. And we were like, <laughs> it, <laughs> I was speaking about this with somebody, but it, 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 was, you. it was. We don't it remember was what we talked to each other about. It was kind of bad. The, the, pers- the, the media and advertisements and all those things you see, you always see a late, or a, as they say, a high brown person. Or a light skinned um, person, you, it might not be a, a outwardly out, outright white person, yeah, but like you know, you 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 would see like who's representing or who mm-hmm. is, who 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 is this bank choosing to represent their uh, a light skinned family or you know it might be a a, a diverse yeah. looking family, but it's like all diverse mm-hmm. looking light skinned people, so it, you know what I mean. Diverse. Yeah, it's like and hmm. and then when you do that, it seems forced. Yeah. It seems unge- It's not genuine. Yeah. Let me, uh, take it's this coming from this place of, um, of oh, I need to uphold this standard yeah. of. Yeah, let me. Yeah, let me. Let me take this box off of yeah. my checklist of being a, a socially and responsible individual. I think another thing too is that we need to or, start holding like, companies, no matter which companies. To a. Uh, oh, let's not dive into the Instagram. Drama. If you are a socially. Never been in that company, store. Or you claim to be we'll a company never that is go progressive in that store. or innovation in your, in your specific industry. You should not be silent at this time, especially, especially if you can be inclusive. Like just fix up, and we we shouldn't we shouldn't. And don't trouble trouble that word either. Yeah, we shouldn't monetize like, and give these places our don't money. Don't say it if you can't back when, it up. They um they rely on us, but they're not supporting us when we need them most, kind of thing. You know what I mean? But that's all, that's all I can say on that. As Rihanna said, tell your friends, tell whoever, tell them to pull up. Tell them to pull up. Like, where are you now? Oh, so I thought. Silence. It's cool. Oh. What a fruitful I feel like we discussion. Keep going, but we can I feel like we can have a whole other <laughs> episode about this because yeah. it, there's so much to discuss, especially because we were, specifically with Barbados, because we were born and raised there. And, and we both had, especially because we both had different experiences growing up, um, and we only met, like, met each other literally when we were, like, in our late teens. So by that time, yeah. you've already experienced <laughs> so much. Like, don't get me wrong, we've experienced things together. But by yeah. that time, you've already had so many experiences on your own. And yeah. there's a lot to share and dissect because a lot of the times yeah you don't even realize like i we were having a conversation the other day and i was talking about things and i wasn't even realizing like one what those things really meant and then like two like how i actually felt about them like it sometimes when you're younger you just you brush things off or you don't think as critically yeah and it's kind of just like it's whatever you know you're not gonna think too deep into it but that that is where you have to like stop and say no actually if i keep allowing this this is what this is how this cycle is just going to keep going and going and going so i think we're all learning when to put our foot down 
put our foot in the door, stop the door open. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any last words? You're saying? Support black businesses, but not just because they're black, but because you actually you actually um care about what they're putting forward or you're interested in the product. And don't just do it now, but you know, continue to do it because the reality is that they might not be getting the support that they're probably not getting support that they deserve to be getting or you know they're not being monetized the way they should be monetized so just do your part and stay safe i endorse that message goodbye